0: Today is November 12th, and the Yankees haven't done a thing, but there's a lot to talk about. The trade talks, the free agency talk, it's early, and people are clamoring for everything. We got rumors galore. We got trade options. We got voicemails. We got a lot of fun stuff. Let's talk Yanks. Steaming hot takes your Yankees news with these
1: two fine dudes. It's time for talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake.
0: What's up, everybody? Thank you very much for tuning in to another off season episode of Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'll be your host from New Jersey, and then we got Jake, old Jakey Bear from Denver. He's your other host, and now, now you know your two hosts. Welcome to the show.
2: Welcome to the show. That's a song. Oh yeah. That's the show. Oh yeah.
0: That was there. That was the. That was the sound that welcomed you to the show.
2: What's up, dude? What's up? How you doing? What's up, Lords of Dogtown? What's up dog face i had a I had a friend visit this weekend and we uh we 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 put down some drinks jack strobel friend 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 of the podcast yeah mom's mom stopped listening uh threw up yesterday
0: wow, and what you're like one of those like uh cement stomachs too you don't throw up
2: yeah, it was an ugly throw up went went liquor after beer um and it's one of those that just happened so yeah, threw up in my kitchen, so bad times into the sink. Yeah. That's not bad. That's what I said. I, j- girlfriend was pissed at me.
0: Did, I mean, did you clean it up?
2: Y- yeah. Sounds like, like half. Did, yeah, I sounds, was still pretty like, drunk. Sounds like there's some specs. Um, But yeah, so today was one of those. I, I'm not going to give the whole getting older hangover spiel, but it was just like. Uh, like it, it almost feels like you're trapped in your body. Oh, yeah. Like you want to do so much more, but there's no chance, and you're just gonna feel bad. There's nothing you can do but feel bad for the next twelve hours.
0: Why do you think Richard Simmons went into hiding?
2: Come on, bring up my life idols.
0: <laughs> You've been paying attention to all the Yankees rumors.
2: A little bit, man. It's dude. I, like this sounds terrible because we're a Yankees podcast, but like, no, we're tapped out. We're tapped out. I'm curt- like I.
0: Currently tapped out. I told you the four guys uh, that I, I, I trust for I, sources were five guys, and and I don't. I, everyone else is is like posting things saying like sources say, and then it's just common sense. Yankees are interested in insert good player. Yeah. Yankees Andrew th-
2: Andrew Miller may have mutual interest in joining the Yanks. Yep.
0: Uh, sources tell me Yankees are very high on insert top prospect.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start doing those. I'm just gonna no, start because, sending it because noodles pe- my source.
0: People don't. People are so dumb they won't realize that you're mocking it.
2: Oh, I think I could dumb it down pretty good. But sources are telling me Yankees are gonna start nine in the field next year. Sources. <laughs>
0: They're really silly. Uh, there was some actual news that, like, the real guys confirmed. What I don't get is if you don't get paid to break news via a source, and if you're not – and this is all hypocritical because last year I I had the Girardi thing and I tried to I, – I broke it. I wouldn't, again, if someone sent me something, I just don't want to do it. It's not what I'm trying to be or get paid to do. I'm saying if you're if you're not, like, getting paid – to break news via sources, then you have nothing to lose. Right. So that's why we don't care what you say. Whatever. I, I mean, let's go. Good, good
2: for them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good for, they're, they're having fun. The real thing is the Yankees have talked with the Indians. That was like reported by the big dudes. Right. Um, they've met with Seattle, and Paxton is available. Because right. I still don't really think Kluber's available, but he might be. Uh, but like I think it's more confirmed that Paxton is being shopped by Seattle. Yeah, he Cashman has not met with Boris yet, but he plans to, which is smart. Like Boris uh, isn't gonna Harper and Boris and Machado and his agency—they're not gonna sign with a team until the Yankees make an offer. You know what I mean? So right. it'd be so stupid for Brian Cashman to make an offer before other teams do. Like, you have – just just by reputation of the Yankees and the payroll and having money, by that reputation, you're always going to get last, like, licks, which right. is kind of cool. It's not like Harper has a deal for the Phillies and Boris is going to go to the Tampa Berets and be like, hey, do you guys want last? We're about to sign this. You want right. last licks? Where Cashman's like, just can just wait for that. Like, all right, well, where are you at? With, where are the Phillies at right now? Okay. I have- two more, Jim, two I, more dollars. I would
2: say, I would say this, man. Sources are saying the Yanks could be in or out on Machado. Yeah, so, but
0: you oh, you can't trust every source.
2: Can't trust every source, though. So. Um, Heichel says
0: he'd shave his beard.
2: Yeah, that's kind of funny because y- your agent absolutely says that because that's, that's telling the world you're willing to sign with the Yankees, which p- drives your price up. Yep. Um, yeah, it would be foolish for any
0: athlete to rule out the Yankees for the same reason we just said Boris is going to go. So that's why Keuchel's saying he's going to shave his beard. There's just so much posturing that, right. that you can't. Who cares? But, um, but yeah, Keuchel talks uh, are going high. If he shaves his beard, that'll save him probably like 20 minutes of every day because he fucking manicures the hell out of that. Right. That's what I said on – I went on uh, – I was guest on uh fucking – I can't think of it. A guest on a show and – I was talking about his beard because people think it's a manly beard. Like, no, it's not manly because it's the most manicured beard. Like, you need a rugged, untamed beard, or you need like to be putting shoe polish in it or like Elmer's glue, like something weird.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't have any. Well, I don't have any hair in the game. I don't have any skin in the game. Cause you know, you know my facial hair situation. Yeah, not great. Not good neck beard doesn't actually grow your
0: your neck beard could grow, your dad had a great
2: neck beard yeah, shout out one of um, the best one of the <laughs> one of the best, yeah
0: he could have died at green and looked like a Christmas reef
2: he could have done that
0: <laughs> that would have been funny he could have done that <laughs> all right uh do you have anything we have we have a a, a slew, a gang of voicemails
2: yeah we we've got voicemails, and're we're, we're going to get into it i I think Seattle's a big topic that we need to circle and hit but I think that's coming up.
0: It comes up, but also what comes up that actually rewinds your brain. This is now the very beginning of the podcast, okay? Okay. And this episode is sponsored by Chris Bear, a Patreon supporter and subscriber who Chris is actually a jersey winner. He won, he won the October no, are we? Was October the last month? Yes, yeah. he won the October jersey uh, uh, raffle. So by being a Patreon supporter, he gets live access access to the show. He gets video access to much of our podcast, and he gets his name put in a raffle for a jersey. And he was the lucky winner uh, of the last raffle. So he brings you today's show. Thanks. If you want to sponsor us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash yanks. $2 a month gets you a bunch of perks. Uh, We give away two jerseys every month, one by uh, a contest, which we're going to do next episode. I think next episode is a good time to do the contest. So get your name in because you need to answer the question on Patreon to uh, have your answer count. And uh, then a, a random raffle for everyone. Uh one so two jerseys a month, patreon.com. Okay. Now fast forward back to the middle of the show, about ten minutes in where we left off. Uh and uh let's go to voicemails. You good?
2: All right. See how smooth that was?
0: That's like smooth. That's that's big time
2: podcasting. It's Rob Thomas, Carlos Santana.
0: That's called that's called brain editing. Instead of post editing, I just edited everyone's brain.
2: Whoa.
1: Hey guys, I love this show. Big fan. Um, this is Andy Syberg, and I'm, you know I'm curious if the Yankees, let's say they can't get a trade for Kluber, is a guy like Paxton and Carrasco gonna win you a World Series? Let me know. Thank you.
0: Is a guy like Paxton or Carrasco gonna win you a World Series, Jake?
2: Might, might, could. It's a yes and no answer, right? I, I think. I think what this what this question and what the Twitter sphere has been talking about is do the Yankees need an ace? Do they need Corey Kluber? They, do they need um you know their Verlander, their Chris Sale, their whoever it is? I think no. I think Boston just showed us like Sale was great in the playoffs, but it it was a team effort. They just had arms and they kept doing it. Like the Yankees were just short Arms this year, not ace arms, Um, and someone like Paxton or Carrasco throughout the season and in a playoff start, they could be really big for you. And it's the whole pitching game has changed now.
0: Paxton or Carrasco didn't didn't win World Series for Seattle or Cleveland. It's true. So all the historical research will show you no. Oh, they're just no. They they're not going to win your World Series because they haven't done it. No, okay. I mean obviously they can, they can't. No World Series going to rest solely on them. And postseason is a different animal. Paxton's a really good pitcher. They're both really good pitchers, but I mean it's a it's a really hard question. It's an impossible. It's an impossible question.
2: The Yankees to win the World Series, their light, their lineup has to be great, and the pitching has to be great. Hot takes. I
0: hate when you go so controversial. I know. I like this next question.
1: Okay. Hey, guys. It's uh, Max from New York City calling in for talking Yanks. So we keep hearing so many different prospect names and even guys on the big league roster like Andrew Har and Sonny Gray and sometimes even Bird and Sanchez, according to Joe Frazaro, thrown out there in potential deals. And for me, at least, it's impossible to keep track of who has the most value, who's most likely to be dealt. So of the guys who you guys could see getting dealt this offseason from the Yankees, Who would you say are the top five guys in order who have the most trade value? Thanks, huge fan of the show. Looking forward.
0: All right, so Max from New York City, I believe. Uh, It was Max. I'm not sure where he's from. I believe. said New York. New York, okay. Could be upstate. Could be upstate. It's a big place. Sure. Top five guys, trade value. So uh, that we think could be moved as well, because obviously like Judge has the most... Probably, right? They're not going to move Judge. Where, where weird is? I like Andujar is my number one, but I only would move Andujar. And this is a future question for Kluber. Basically, like there's only one guy I'd move him for. So he's not. So in my mind, he's not like doesn't. He's not in this top five because I think this is going to be more for Carrasco, Paxton, everyone else. So do you want to do this as a team effort, or do you want to bring your top five? and then me bring my top five.
2: Well, I think Andujar's one. We're going to agree on that. If a team trades for Andujar, we're going to be getting a massive piece back. And they're expecting... If a team trades for Andujar, it's not like they're just plopping him in a DH. They think he's going to tighten it up at third, and he's going to be their third baseman for the next decade and be a stud. Um, If you wanted to throw Glaber in there, I think Glaber's more valuable, but we don't think there's any chance of him being traded. Yeah, I, he's so not we're keeping he's, him out.
0: He's he's out of my brain.
2: I guess Gary, even though he's someone you and I don't consider. Yeah, he's out of my brain as well. Um, so then it's kind of jumping around your Justice Sheffield. He's still a big a young lefty pitching prospect. That's that's gonna get you get you paid.
0: He's probably two on my list. Think so, right? Yeah. And then and then um Florial. He's our top, one of our top outfield prospect. Right. He projects to be a more athletic um, um, Jones, Adam Jones, is what they're saying. Which is all, but who knows? Like, who, yeah. who knows? But he has the raw ability to be a five-tool player.
2: He could, he can headline a deal.
0: Yes, yes, he can
2: headline a deal. Yeah. like he could headline a James Paxton deal. So do you and want to, you and me would like shrug, but you're fine with it.
0: Some people may roll their eyes at this one, but I think Sonny Gray's in our top five most valuable trade pieces, he's a proven commodity in the MLB. He had a bad year, but if a team out there is looking for someone to eat innings and help them compete in 2019, Sonny's a proven commodity. Like we just said with Florio, you have he's a high value, but he could be a bust.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's only he's got one year on the contract, so that kind of hurts. And, I mean, think about if you and me hosted – You know, talking Halos or talking Astros, we would be saying if people were telling us like, "Yo, go get Sonny Gray," we'd be like, "Go shut the hell up!" Like he was just terrible. We'd say, we'd say no. We'd say, pay pennies on the dollar, and hopefully you get the good Sonny Gray. So value wise, I don't think there's a ton. Uh,
0: but but this is his question was like most like he wants to know the top five that will most likely be traded, um, with some value, and Sonny Gray is going to be traded, so he's in the top five list.
2: It it's tough when you start getting to value because it how how do you truly measure it? I think the last name that I want to say that I think there's a big chance he gets traded. I keep bringing him up is Holder. You know, Jonathan Holder is going to be the fifth or sixth guy in our bullpen. Twenty four years old, he had a really good year. Another team can trade can add him to finalize a trade, and he could be like the number two guy in their bullpen. Um, So I I think he's someone that has a lot of value. Especially because we're like we're the Yankees. We're talking about can we re-sign Britain? Can we pay Britain, you know, twelve million a year to be our third guy out <laughs> of the bullpen? Other teams can't do that and use that money. So someone like Holder, who's under team control, that's that's going to speak to them. That's how you finish a trade.
0: My worry is that if we were to, to offer Holder because we signed other guys, that the team would like quickly just turn around and be like, no, give us Chad Green. He's one notch better and more. Well, hey. That, and, that might be a big thing to mention. And then, and then I don't want to trade Chad Green. Right. So it's like Holder's a gateway drug to Chad Green. I like that. So I don't even want to offer Holder. Then I'll you, try each then of them once. You know the question's coming back. Uh, Clint Frazier, he could be moved.
2: His value's not there right now. Yeah,
0: but he's <laughs> a likely move
2: target. Yeah. How about,
0: ty- how about Tyler Wingo Mingo
2: Herman, if you convince the right team. Yeah, if you yeah,
0: the Padres will take Herman. They took yeah. Brian Mitchell and Chase Headley. Yeah, take Ellsbury too. All right, next call. Yeah.
1: This is for uh, talking yanks. Uh, just a question. Um, hey guys, um, would you guys do a trade with the Seattle Mariners? Here's the trade: we would be giving up uh, outfielder Clint Frazier, right-handed pitcher Sonny Gray, right-handed pitcher Albert Abreu, right-handed pitcher Eric Swanson for left hand pitchers James Paxton and left-handed pitcher James Pazos.
0: All right, so the trade here is Clint Frazier, Sonny Gray, Albert Abreu, and Swanson. Those are two prospects with Clint and Sonny for James Paxton and Pazos. Now, my initial reaction is absolutely, I'd make that trade if I'm the Yankees. Which then makes me think there's no way Seattle makes that trade.
2: Yeah, that's uh And you note, know I will say, well, Pazos, I feel like he shouldn't really be mentioned. That. Like, that almost looks <laughs> – that c- that could be the Yankees getting the two best players in the trade, which that's not how, <laughs> how it works. Uh, Pazos was a Yankees guy, so I-, I like a little connection there and a lefty in the bullpen. But, yeah, to, to get Paxton – like, the guy headlining that trade, to be completely honest, is probably Abreu. Like, the Mariners would have to love him as a young pitcher, and that's just not going to be enough to get you James Paxton, never mind Pazos. So I think the Yankees would love this trade. Mariners would say, Mariners would honestly say, like, you're close. If, if turn, turn Clint into Floreal, and I think they're at the table.
0: Does this trade get taken by the Mariners last year? At this time last year?
2: Ooh, that's a really interesting question. Maybe. Because
0: think of how much Clint and Sonny's value has dropped, where Clint could have definitely headlined a trade last year. And then yeah. Sonny had two years left. Um, Abreu, Swanson for Paxton. Yeah, if the if the Seattle tried to tank last year instead of this year, I, I think that trade gets done. But Clinton Sonny really dropped their value.
2: Yeah, and should I do my whole Seattle spiel? Now's
0: the time to do it. I guess this is the Paxton question.
2: So the Yankees have done three trades with Seattle in the past three years. Yep. They're they're friendly front offices. They're mostly smaller trades, but they're they're talking. What are the that's trades?
0: Good... What are the trades? Ichiro.
2: No, that was older. I I I I knew you were gonna ask. I I had them lined up before, but I don't have them now. Uh,
0: um, H- Hose, uh Jesus Montero.
2: Montero was like four years ago. I think that's like four and four years, or I think that's even further back. They had a deal I'll,
0: in place for Cliff Lee, but David Adams was, was like didn't pass his physical
2: it was Ben Gamble and Pazos like that was a trade um and then there's there's some smaller backup trades this this is my bad i'll i'll, I'll Adam Warren one. Warren um yeah anyways so the the front offices are friendly that's that's a start and that's actually a, a necessary evil for trading but um dude there's there's just a lot of different things going on the yankees need pitching paxton's out there and he's a good fit lefty he has some controllable years blah 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 um and they're looking to rebuild the yankees have the prospects we could do that whole spiel um but they also have some money they probably want to move off of they gave seager a big contract um there's blockbuster potential with the mariners or there's just a lot of different things you can juggle d gordon's supposed to get paid more than they want um i don't know there's there's a lot of different ways you can go about it that's either prospects, talent, or money dumps from both teams. And I there's there's a good chance something happens.
0: I I Paxton's I was looking at his numbers, doesn't have the cleanest bill of health, usually misses like he's never made 30 starts in a season. But last but he's never had an ERA over 4.
2: Yeah, I I had some Twitter fights with people. I mean, in the past two years, I think he's pitched three hundred innings. Um he's like twenty two and eleven or something. Two
0: hundred and ninety six point one.
2: Yeah, three hundred so, innings. So get your head um, out of the oven. And he he's had a three four ERA. So like and he's he's got a lot more strikeouts than innings pitch. So, like, is he bona fide ace-ace? No. But no. as you like to say, there's not that many guys in the leagues like that. Was he the Mariners one? Yeah. Would he be a good two or three on a lot of staffs? Yeah, absolutely. So, there you go. How
0: likely do you think a trade for Paxton is? Right now. And, and, and we won't lock you into anything you can change in a week. But right now, what do you say?
2: Like 25%. I mean, there's still a lot of moving parts, and other teams are going to be involved, but, like...
0: Wow, that's low. I was going to say 27.
2: Oh, then that that was low then.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Phil from uh, Long Island, New York. I wanted to know your thoughts on this trade. Uh, so, Cleveland would get uh, Justin Sheffield, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Albert Abreu, and Quinn uh, Frazier. And the Yanks would get uh, Corey Kluber. Uh, again, love the show. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, this one this – one, uh, Trade uh, Phil from Long Island. He's trading Sheffield, Monty, Clint Frazier, and Albert Abreu. So then you, you have two guys there. Sheffield, values high. Abreu's value is high. Clint Frazier it was really high, but injury, and then Monty's coming off Tommy John, which wouldn't be the first time uh, Cashman's traded injured players. He traded two in 2017 for Kluber. Does this get it done for you, Jake? Does Sheffield highlight? I mean, this one's interesting to me because I think I was thinking they they want Andy Hart. Kluber's deal is so cheap, and you're getting three years. He's a certified ace. He's a stud. He's not too old. So anyone who thinks he's too old, I just I hate you because I don't understand that. What is your gut response to this? And actually, before you even say anything. There was a report that Paxton, that the Mariners asked about Anduhar and Sheffield, like for Paxton, and then everyone in the re- gets their like panties in a bunch, like, oh, they're crazy, they're crazy. It's like, well, don't you guys know how negotiations work? Like, if any team wants to make a trade with the Yankees, they're going to ask for Anduhar first, because any if you get a job offer and they tell you to name your salary. Name something twice as high as what you'll accept. This is like how negotiations
2: work, right? Okay. And so, if if you listen to talking Mariners, they're probably not saying, "Hey, you think we could get Clint and Sonny?" Like they're they're saying, if we're moving our ace, our guy that we've loved for the past two years, they're probably slamming the table saying, "We need at least Andujar."
0: Now, if um, you're listening to talking Mariners, they're oh saying, "Oh, remember to come out." Bring both hands because we're really going to have to cheer. Um, Get one of those things that straps your umbrella to your back so the rain doesn't get in the way of your cheering. Just make sure to clap, 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 clap. No matter what, just clap, 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 clap. This is a clapping convention. This is Talking Mariners. Thanks. We just broke the sound, sound noise thing. We just broke the sound noise thing.
2: We're all, we're all meeting up at Starbucks before the game, and you know what? If we don't get out of there with a W, they're still gonna remember how loud it was.
0: Bring your umbrellas, but I'll bring extras just in case, because you know someone's always gonna forget their umbrella.
2: Love talking Mariners. We should start that. Should. Um, <laughs> no, so this. <that>, <laughs> <laughs> we just started. <laughs>
0: imagine if we started it, and every episode was that for five minutes. Oh man, we were just tough. like really committed to the bit, and. Seattle Mariners fans were like, "What the
2: fuck is this?" It would probably become culty. They'd probably end up liking it, like Portlandia.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so into new wave, like hippie shit. They'd be like, "This is so meta. It's so great." These
2: guys roast us. It's hilarious. (laughs) Bring your roast us. Get some coffee ads going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So this trade, (laughs) if you you forget before our talking Mariners segment, was Sheffield, Monty, Frazier, Abreu for Kluber. I think this one is closer than people think i think the normal person on twitter would say no way too much i think you're sitting there saying like this feels like a lot but at the same time punch it because you get kluber
0: yeah yeah i i wouldn't yeah this this phil through this to me this is a good one like the the one that we got earlier was no brainer i'd make that trade for paxton and pazos this one it it hurts me a little bit but i think it it ha- I think it has to hurt a trade for Kluber has to hurt.
2: Right, uh, you're not getting out of there like oh we got him. Seeing
0: Montgomery in a trade like I, I know that he's nothing special and he's probably peaks at a three in a rotation. But I really you uh, love him. I have a soft spot for Jordan Montgomery just because he was like he wasn't hi- highly touted and then he came up in 2017. He pitched the whole season. They messed around with a little bit with Jaime Garcia and stuff, but I, like I was excited to watch him grow as a pitcher, and um, yeah, I, I like Montgomery, but I, I wouldn't like cry about him being traded, especially not for Kluber. Kluber, yeah,
2: back. I, I think it's a piece that the Yankees can push that he'll be a three, four, five starter for kind of cheap. Uh you'll get him for half of this year, and then probably three or four years after that. It's uh, it's interesting because we we haven't seen his name thrown around a lot, but he's. He's the kind of guy that you throw in a trade. Yeah.
0: All right. That's an interesting trade from Phil. Well, I mean, I guess tweet us in or Instagram or whatever. Let us know. Would you do that? Sheffield, Monty, Frazier, Abreu for Kluber.
2: I think think if you did a Twitter poll, I think that would come back 75% no.
0: I think so, too. But people like – because Twitter – the hive mind of Twitter has decided Kluber isn't one of the top ten pitchers in baseball.
1: Right. Top five. Talking Yanks, what's going on? This is Sid from upstate New York. Had to say I love the show you guys are doing. Great job. Keep it up. But the thing I'm calling about here, I think as far as the Yankees are concerned, they need to at least get three more starting pitchers. That's, that's the must. Corbin is a can not miss. We're not going to be giving up anything for him, just going to have to give him some money for a decent contract. But by far one of the better free agents we've seen, got to go after him. The same goes for either Kluber or Paxton. I think obviously we'd have to give up a little less for Paxton, so that'd be nice. But, again, that's a bigger question mark. He's never through more than 160 innings in his career. Whereas Kluber is a a bona fide ace, if not the best pitcher in the game, him and sale. But either way, these are some moves that have to be done one or the other in there. And uh you know, you can fill in the third the third starter with, you know, someone that's in more middle of the rotation if you can get a good deal on him, but you have to go out and ask and find out either Gio Gonzalez, a Tyson Ross, a Garrett Richards type, someone in there that's a a fifth starter. I think uh the CC signing and everything is great, wonderful to have, wonderful to have him around with the young guys, but he can't be more than a, a spot starter at best. Keep him healthy, keep him around, Uh you know, I just don't think we need him to be a staple in there anymore. If you can get somebody in there that's, you know, just a little bit more proficient, I would go with that, but... You can't ask for more for a spot, fifth starter, or whatever. CeCe's the best. He might even be one of the best fifth starters. But that's my take, guys. Uh, I'd love to know what you think. Uh, Go Yanks. Bye-bye. All right.
0: Sid from Upstate. Appreciate the call, Sid. Sid did cartwheels in his own brain there about CeCe. Because he knows that the the zeitgeist, which is my new favorite word, uh, likes CeCe and likes the CeCe deal. Sid, you don't like the CC sign. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, uh, you you don't have to sugarcoat it for us, Sid. You, you don't like. No, that, he but...
2: likes him as the pitching coach. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he's, he's he's he might, <laughs> he went he started with we need three pitchers even if it's a um uh who would he say he said the guy from the Angels that has cool stuff but is Richard uh, R- Garrett Richards is always hurt uh, even if it's Tyson Tyson Ross to be the fifth starter. He said, I know CC's good, uh, but as a spot starter, which is like a weird yeah. weird person, you can't keep a spot starter on the 25 man roster. But then he did hit us with uh maybe CC's the, <laughs> the best fifth starter. You're walking a tightrope, Sid from upstate, and it's fine. You can not like the CC signing. because I just feel bad for the, the mental gymnastics you're doing, trying to level it out. And <laughs> like you don't like CC as a fifth. I disagree with you, respectfully um i i i don't think we need we need three three would be awesome but not like what he's saying like we don't need a tyson ross to push. we don't need a garrett richards to push cc to a spot starter well i
2: i will say like yeah we don't think that's happening we're getting two starters it's gonna be well we probably i think i think it's gonna be a free agent in a trade um well, there's the Corbin topic. We're circling around to that. I kind of want to make more CC jokes. I, Dude, you might have to look up, like, go search through. <laughs> Here's a project for you, Jimmy. Go look at every team's fifth starter because CC probably was the best fifth starter in the league last year. Let's
0: just say he was because I want to do that research. I did enough research okay. today because we were talking about people that uh, Cashman has traded that went on to get MVP votes or appear in All-Stars. Right. We'd only find prospects that Cashman's traded that went on to. Uh, and we could only find I could only find seven I went through every single year Every trade And then looked at each guy's history
2: I saw that You looked a little bit like a nut job But um it was fun man I, I, I will say this is interesting So there's the whole free argent fr- Free argent Hey speak much Free argent <laughs> um, <laughs> Justice for argent <laughs> <laughs> Anyways uh, Did you throw up in your I, sink
0: last night or what? I,
2: Yes, I I did. Can't say that a lot. I'll say it's interesting. I convince you into the romantic story where the Yankees bring on two guys, CeCe and Justice Sheffield share the fifth starter role. There is a chance, man. I mean, depending on how free agency goes, like what if no team wants to give Garrett Richards money because he's a walking injury? Like would the Yankees just throw... A one-year, $10 million contract at him if no other teams were going to do that and just say, well, screw it. (laughs) Uh, Whenever you're healthy, Garrett, get out there and twirl it. I mean, there's a chance something like that happens, right? Yeah, but
0: uh, Tanaka might throw him into the pond.
2: Right, koi pond. Yeah,
0: keep him injured, let CeCe get his starts.
2: Just keep him. Just keep him in bubble wrap, and then he starts three times.
0: CC is suspended for the first five games of the season, so we are right. gonna need a fill-in.
2: Oh so, my god, that's gonna be a thing.
0: Well, they'll probably just do a four-man rotation anyway. But yeah,
2: like, but people people will say that's like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I don't know. What do you think, Jim?
0: Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with CC as the fifth starter. Yeah, I just feel bad for Sid. Uh, he should have called in and said, CC's can't be the fifth starter. I can't have him as the fifth starter."
2: That's I w- t- that what spot starter role? So what is a
0: sp- what is a spot starter ever been on the twenty five man?
2: Yeah, long
0: relief. I mean Sessa like long relief. Yeah. But CC's not coming back to fucking chill in the bullpen.
2: Yeah. It's kind of crazy that you can't do that. Unless him and Arky are close. I don't know.
0: They might. They. I mean, at the at the end, if CZ's having a bad year and Gumby comes back and him and Sheffield share that role or whatever. I mean, yeah. who knows? We have no idea. But uh, I'm fine with CC as the five. But go get go get two. Who are you happy with? I'll give you combinations. Okay. Okay. Rank these combinations. Kluber.
2: And Hap are the next two. It depends what you pay, but I mean, that's what? Nine out of 10, eight out of 10. We're we we're pretty stoked with that.
0: Kluber. So Kluber and anyone's up. Fantastic. Okay. What if it's Corbin and
2: Hap? I like get it. I That's probably a tier below that. You're probably giving that a six or seven out of 10. Because at least you like that Corbin's hopefully going to be around for a while. Hap. Hap, we've seen it and we liked it last year, but it's, uh, I don't know, man. He, it, that playoff game hurts so much and it sucks.
0: Yeah. I'm over that. Cause I,
2: even, even he, even if he gives us an all-star year next year, coming into that first playoff game, we're not going to believe anything.
0: Mm, I you know what I'm saying? But he's done well in the playoffs before. It was just one game. Been done well. Been had snacks what about what about uh what about Corbin
2: and Keikel I don't love keikel i'd I'd rather go hap over Keikel just because Keikel you you probably have to pay him pretty good money for pretty good years
0: what about Corbin and Paxton I'd like it yeah, it's pretty nice. What about Corbin and avaldi
2: i wouldn't i wouldn't love it i'd uh,
0: Yeah, we can't talk about Ivaldi. We had someone call in and leave a voicemail asking about Ivaldi, but they left it in a really dumb voice. So we'd love to talk about Ivaldi, but that guy ruined it for everyone else.
2: Yeah, so sorry.
0: Sorry. Next voicemail. Next on the table.
1: Well, hey, guys. This is Sam in Jacksonville again, and the Jaguars suck, so I decided to call y'all instead. But anyway, my question was about Brian Cashman and his recent talks of staying under the luxury tax. Uh, I know this is probably old news, but this is just ridiculous. We've been waiting for this offseason since 2014. We didn't pay Robbie Cano. We didn't get Scherzer. didn't get Sale. didn't get Verlander to prepare for this offseason. So what the hell are we waiting for? We need to spend money and spend money now. I'm tired of prospect hugging. I'm tired of the luxury tax. So go out and sign some big names that will get us over the hump. Trade who you need to trade. Sign who you need to sign because, you know, this is what we need to do. But if we don't mark my words, the World Series parade will be in Boston and Houston again next year. All right, peace out, y'all.
0: Sam from Jacksonville calling in because the Jaguars suck. Um, sure. I'm with I'm with him completely. I'm not going to go on a rant about it, or I think I already did a couple episodes ago. I I understand all the moves, just like just like Sam said. We didn't get sale. Because we were rebuilding, it was 2016. We were rebuilding. We didn't know we were going to contend in 2017, 2018, and they stuck with that plan. And they didn't get Verlander because at the time Verlander was risk. He wasn't pitching well for Detroit, and he was expensive as hell. And I understood. I mean, yeah. In retrospect, would we have liked to got him? Of course, of course. That's so easy to say, though. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the luxury tax this year. I, I, I. I think they are saying in every interview that they're going to try and stay under it, but again, that I mean, that's just posturing, in my opinion. Yeah. Because why would they say otherwise?
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're going to break the bank, baby.
0: Yeah. And then everyone we're gonna, upsells. We're going to pay
2: every free agent double.
0: But people, people hear those like interviews, Jake, and they don't understand like that posturing exists, right? That like the art of negotiation and and gaining an advantage and not giving away not giving advantages to other teams. like They didn't, They think that Brian Cashman is just going to come out and be so honest. Yeah, we're probably yeah. going to throw like 300 at Manny, and like we're hoping no one forces us to go higher, but hopefully they're not listening to this radio show.
2: Right. No, we offered him 315, so if anyone offers more than that, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm with Sam. Uh, uh, fuck. We got to this point to do to spend big and and it's november so we can't really get mad i i think right. they will spend big but if they don't i'll be upset
2: yeah it is going to be interesting man you can you can flip-flop yourself on machado and harper every day because you you're great at saying the like these kind of players don't become free agents which is true
0: mm-hmm. not and at then 26
2: then but then it's also like like I said, if if they bring in one of these guys, like they become the core of the team and they're going to be there for a decade. So get ready to, for every expensive guy that's signed, get ready to not sign Adidi or if you like Hicks or potentially Gary or someone hey, like our, that. That's our next question.
1: All right. What's up, guys? Uh, Mike here from New Jersey, Mamas County. Love talking Yanks. Um, my question is, the Yankees do sign a Harper or Machado for $300 million or more and then they also go ahead and sign a good pitcher. Um are they gonna have the money to sign all their current superstars in the future, like Judge, Savvy, Labor, whoever whoever else's content maybe coming up. Uh just let me know. I'm interested in hearing what you guys think. Great job. So
0: you can continue now. I just wanted to let Mike from Monmouth, A.K.A. my birth county. All right. Get does he go quick. to
2: does he go to Monmouth? Or Monmouth? <laughs> Like the college, the Monmouth <laughs> Mammoths, <laughs> I
0: don't know, okay, but he's um, it's a county, so he's he's from mammoth
2: if if you're signing Harper Machado, you're saying goodbye to someone, um, I don't know, dude, I should honestly get into the cap stuff more because I secretly like it, but I don't want to learn all the rules, and that's how you become a bad cap guy,
0: and you're not the best at math
2: no, I just I want like eighty percent of the rules, and then I think I could do well with it cuz again we something we've talked about is the difference between the 1 year plan and the 5 year plan. Yep. Um and they're thinking about that stuff and they're thinking of those guys they're going to pay. They're you know, when they have the Yankees 5 year meeting, they're probably saying, "All right, we're going to have to pay Judge." Like we he, we we're thinking he's going to be a lifetime Yankee. Gary, they're still all in on, we think. Uh Severino, like we're We're talking about paying pat corbin twenty five million dollars a year for five years, whatever it may be now think about those guys if they hit free agency like you have to pay those dudes, so I don't know that I'm assuming there's a plan we're gonna pay people um we're not gonna pay everyone though
0: not gonna pay everyone though that's their rest-
2: Go. It, it'd be interesting. Cause I I talked about uh, how the Seattle and Yankee stuff really started spinning for me. But, yeah, man, you can kind of do some wild stuff if you do a uh, – like, dude, if they throw Kyle Siegel – so let me give this trade to you. You get Paxton. Like it. And Kyle Seeger. uh uh-huh. So he's, he used to be, like, all-star level. He had a really bad last year, and he gets paid now. Mm. Um. But what about those two for Andujar? Mm. So basically we, we bring in a lefty, third-hitting, third baseman who can play some defense. He's getting paid. It's kind of a bad contract now. And we get Paxton.
0: Mm, no.
2: And I can see that. I've, I think you can easily say at the Yankees, like you can look at that Seager contract and be like, you. But like, and then that's where things start to get crazy, though. Then what if Cashman goes? I mean, Andujar
0: is younger, cheaper, better.
2: Right. But what if Cashman goes? I, I can't do that. I'm gonna eat some of your money. Give me, give me Seager, maybe give me D Gordon. Take the rest of this Ellsbury albatross. Like you could start doing. And we some have
0: funky Seager stuff. and D Gordon.
2: Maybe not D Gordon, but I don't know. There, you can go cash routes now um yeah. they they can add prospects i don't know i i i think that just gets really curious because then anduhar becomes that guy you don't have to pay in a couple years you're paying seager but he comes off the book in two or three years and so think about that if the yankees are planning on spending a, a bunch of money in 2021 and that's when seager's contract ends like if you're the front office you're thinking about stuff like that so like oh seager's 18 mil comes off the books we start putting that in Gary Sanchez's paycheck. You know what I'm saying?
0: I gotcha. I gotcha. But I just... That's too much for my brain, I guess.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a lot of balls in the air.
0: Yeah, I never could juggle. The most I could do is when you have two in one hand, you throw one up, catch the other, and then you throw, catch it right before you throw it. You know, just right. a one-hand, two-ball juggling.
2: Mm, been there
0: you talking about sexual things come on jim (laughs) speaking of next segment on the show let me do a random sound effect (laughs) okay now (laughs) do it again (laughs) next segment on the show the back half of the show Uh, this is something i want to do as maybe full episodes in the future but this is a fun little story from yankees history that some may know well some may not know at all jake didn't know it at all um it was written about recently but it is from 1973 mm. the age of hair i don't know 73 if
2: that's a, man seven.
0: I don't know if that's official but two yankees pitchers jake swapped lives w- wives lives okay children houses oh isn't that some hippie shit? Okay, so you ready? You want to hear the tale? I do. Um, this is an article from 1973. They actually did it, traded in 1972. Ready? Yeah. Um, Yankees pitchers Fritz Peterson and Mike Ketchik, don't know if I'm pronouncing the last name there correctly, disclosed today that they had exchanged families several months ago. Peterson moving in with Suzanne Ketchick and her two daughters and is moving in with Marilyn Peterson and her two sons. First off, Fritz is a hell of a first name. Yeah. Is that a nickname for something? Has to be. On the Fritz. All I know is just think of like it's on the Fritz. I'm going to uh, hold on Fritz first name what are your thoughts so far about the story don't get i'm it? interested
2: i i have one big theory oh like wow, if, theory. If, if this was a netflix story i have the theory because the big question to me right now is how does how does this start yeah and i think i have the answer but it's not our normal radio stuff
0: do you think their skill level means anything here
2: like in baseball yes no.
0: do you want to know who was better? who what their, yeah, do you want to know sure. what their what their roles were on the team? Yeah. Fritz was like five years older, I want to say, okay. And he was a true Yankee. okay. He came up with the Yankees, and in 1972, when this happened, he was 30 years old in his eighth season. 7th season. Okay. Um and his numbers are like fantastically good, but I guess this was the age of pitching because he all only right. made one All-Star game. Deadball era? The 60s like before what this well that was cuz like they raised the mound and all that, you know.
2: Yeah. You're right.
0: Uh but look listen to this in in uh 1968 he pitched he started 36 games and ended with a 2.63 ERA. In 1969, 37 games, 2.55 ERA. 1970, 39 games, 2.90 ERA. 1971, 37 games, 3.05. Next year, 35 games, 3.24. This dude's a good pitcher.
2: Yeah. Fritz. Fritzy.
0: Fritz Peterson. (laughs) That was probably fun to say on 1969 Talk Radio that didn't exist. Oh, yeah. Fritz Peterson. Mike Ketchuk. Is younger. In 1972, when this happened, he was 27, so three years difference. And Ketchik okay. was what Sid wanted CeCe to do. Seemed like he was a spot starter. Okay. He wasn't as good. And he got traded to the Yankees in 1969 from the Dodgers, so he didn't come up with the Yankees. Okay. Does their birthplace mean anything to you? No. All right. Ketchik's from San Diego. Fritz is from <laughs> Chicago. I think this will all come together when you hear how this went down. Okay. Not really. The pitchers, um, in separate talks, said they had decided to reveal the arrangement because too many people knew about it. They thought it was time to clear the air, and the 31-year-old Peterson confided they hoped that you won't make anything sorted of this. Now, sorted is a word they say in this article a lot that I I don't know what it means. Do you? Sorted? Yeah. Oh, arousing moral distaste.
2: Okay. I never heard that
0: noise. So like, hey, don't make anything of
2: this, but we swapped lives. Don't make right. anything of it. You guys don't make this a story because we're fine with
0: it. Hey, quick update, everyone. Me and Fritz swapped lives. Don't make anything of it.
2: Yeah, so when when we do... Uh when we do family day, just don't be, don't be weird about it. It's cool. We'll just We just have each other's families now.
0: Mrs. Kekik is now Mrs. Peterson, Mrs. Peterson is now Mrs. Kekik.
2: Don't make anything of it. Just like a band-aid. Don't even think about it. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. Um
0: Ketchik, who is 27, admitted he is somewhat bitter because Peterson and Mike's wife Suzanne are very happy together. But Mike and Peterson's wife, Marilyn, have already separated. So we're like six months in, and one couple is very happy and the other separated.
2: Damn. Okay.
0: Uh, New Jersey is where the four have resided for four years. And New Jersey requires simply that the parties prove separation for a a year in order to file for divorce. So they both couldn't file for divorces yet. They were still married, but whatever. Um. The wives were unavailable for comment, but uh, the Yankees are aware of the situation and general manager Lee McPhail said both pitchers asked not to be traded. However, Peterson said that he had asked McPhail to trade him for personal reasons back in January, but McPhail considered Peterson too vital. Like, yeah, dude, you haven't thrown an ERA above 3.5 in five seasons, so we're not going to trade you?
2: We're going to keep you here.
0: Um, I want to be where Fritz is, Mike said. That's the only way I can be sure i've seen my daughters
2: right that's sad it's really sad but you that, that's that's a known consequence coming in so no i'm not gonna be sad about it
0: known you gave up your daughters
2: yeah that was part of the deal
0: okay ralph hawk was the manager and he said uh <laughs> he could live with the situation it wouldn't rip apart the team and they didn't they didn't do anything all right when we get to the backstory.
2: Because the because that's what we want to know, right? Sure. I mean that. So that's my big guess right now is that there it was the seventies. These people were swingers, and then you know th- they're same guys on the pitching staff, and they were like, I kind of kind of like your wife. <laughs> well, dude, it's funny you say that because I kind of like your wife. And I think that's what it is. Otherwise, I just don't see how this manifests.
0: Both Peterson and Ketchik tried to explain why such an arrangement could have come about, hoping to make it sound anything but sordid, which means unmoral and distasteful. There are degrees Swingers. of love involved, Bike said. We all tried something with a common understanding. It was completely a four-way thing. The 70s okay. were wild, huh? Bingo. They had known each other for four years since Mike joined the Yankees in 1969 and became Peterson's roommate and close friend. It was natural and inevitable that the two couples should so- socialize and that's how the attractions were formed. As the story evolved, Mike explained that it started with a tremendous amount of affection and compati- combati- compatibility all around. After a while, it became apparent that Suzanne and Fritz were ideally suited for each other. So it became apparent to Mike, who's the lesser pitcher who got traded who's from California, that his wife was better suited for, for Fritz. Nice. It just became apparent. That's that's a shitty realization. Um Mike and Marilyn had a strong physical attraction. So, mm-hmm. uh Mike's younger and Marilyn was more attractive from the pictures I've seen. Okay. Um They were born under the same sign. We sometimes butt heads. She and I are in a higher pitch in our emotions. Like, okay, Mike, you fucking weirdo. Nevertheless, the four agreed to an arrangement. It began last July with all four discussing the possibility of exchanging families. We had a fantastic storybook relationship, Mike said, of the two couples. But we wanted to make sure we were going to have great happiness. They even discussed splitting up the children.
2: Now the we're talking. The older
0: Peterson son, Greg, with three G's remaining with his dad, and the older Ketchick daughter, Kristen, staying with her father. But that didn't work even after the, the two wives changed places. That's a fucking TLC show. That's a shitty TLC show from 2007.
2: Wife swap. Jeez. Yo, you can't. Uh. All right. It, you can't. <laughs> can't do this to the kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, cause d- d- let's, let's think about this as... Let's be rude and honest, because that's what I do. Like, if when I was 12 years old and, like, my sister wouldn't play baseball with me, like, if you offered, like, an older brother swap... Like twelve year old me thinks about making the deal, and I, I'm not happy about it now. But I think <laughs> if you offer, if you offered my sister, a little sister that liked to do art stuff, like you're a little kid, I think that's it. That's an okay transaction. So like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's so, dude. It's like it goes from a fun, quirky '70s hippie story until the kids, and then you're like, this is fucked. This is a quote from Mike. The only way I could justify giving up my daughters was for a love far greater than I have ever known. By American standards, Suzanne and I had a good marriage, but I wanted a great marriage. Dude, Peterson, or not Peterson, Mike, you're like a
2: loser. Come on. By American standards, huh? Yeah.
0: Unlike them damn German marriages.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Awful. Goddamn Krauts.
0: There's a lot of quotes, lovey dovey quotes. Peterson, who's happy with Mike's wife, says, I hope Mike finds a life together with my wife. Um, just for the kids' sake, because I didn't, I don't have anything to hide. I didn't steal anybody's wife. I'm not ashamed. I have as much to lose as he does more, but material things don't count in these situations. So Fritz built the house. I, I, that's basically it. Like they just keep talking about it. There's some really sad quotes. Um, Uh, Fritz, when he left his two sons, this is his quote, dude. He tried to build up Mike to his sons. I tried to make him out to be a super idol. Fritz said, I said he was stronger, faster than me. Kids are impressed with things like that. Mike would have been a godfather for my boys.
2: It's weird. Don't like that.
0: It's weird. Regrets. Peterson said, I have no regrets only for my kids. It's hard to think of them with no father yikes that's like a damning quote for fritz peterson like oh dude you're their father so why are you thinking them without a
2: father yeah so i think i have it figured out now so it's 70s we're swinging whatever so the loser's wife falls in love with the guy and the guy falls in love with her and they went to the other two and were like yo we're going to do this so do you guys want to get involved and they were like yeah i guess so might as well yeah
0: um mike the guy who who lost out on the wife swap wife trade then got traded in 1973 to toronto and um then his career kind of fizzled out when fritz peterson stayed with the yankees um no, it looks like he got traded in No, he got traded in 1974. But uh yeah, Fritz Peterson and 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 Fritz Peterson and Mike's wife, his second wife, stayed together. They had four four more kids together and like lived happily right. ever after. And the other everyone else sucks.
2: Yeah, well Mike Kekich's career fell apart because the woman he loved and married told him he, that she wanted to marry his friend.
0: Who was older and better and from a cooler place than him
2: at it better at his exact profession.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, wild story, dude, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon bought the movie rights system. We're going to make a movie, but I don't, I think that fell through. And Fritz was like, yeah, I'll help consult on this. And Mike was like, no, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Cause this is right. the worst thing that ever happened to me when I'd let my I traded my wife and my kids.
2: Right. I was forced to trade my wife and kids.
0: Do you know that this is what my Nana did? My great-grandma? No. My great-grandma. My mom told me that if we do this story on the show, not to tell this story, but I'm going to because it's Oh boy. My Nana, who is my great-grandma, uh, at the end of every every episode, you hear my grandma say Go Yankees? Her right. mom and her dad swapped with the couple that lived in the apartment above them. The husband and wife, the husband and wife just, you know, carried their boxes of belongings up the stairs and one carried them down. And my Nana and her second wife lasted. They were the they were the Fritz Peterson. couple. And the other the other my grandma's dad didn't last with the second lady.
2: No, that's funny. Like, I I get why your mom said don't tell that story. But I think that was an honest solution, like, before divorce was so faux pas. (laughs) Like, those couples were probably both wanting to be divorced but didn't want to do it through their families. So they just said, okay, we'll keep marriage going and just switch and see if that plays or what. Yeah. You'll take my wife? I hate my wife.
0: Yeah, there's an episode of Just Talking where I interviewed my grandma, or I had had a com- interview my grandma I had a conversation with my grandma about that story. Asked her about sure. it, and then it led to her telling a story about a lady who jumped out the window, uh, <laughs> trying to kill herself in that same apartment building, and my nana just threw a blanket down to cover up the body from the second floor.
2: Yikes!
0: My, this paints my nana in a bad light. She was like the most. She was awesome. Yeah, big Yankee fan. Bigger Yankee fan than my grandma back in the day.
2: Anyway, Yankees.
0: so that's an interesting story about when the Yankees, two Yankees, traded lives. And that's a quote by them. They say, we did not trade wives, we traded lives.
2: That's so weird.
0: It's so weird.
2: Fritz, did you tell the people his actual first name? Uh, no, what is it? Do you have it? Yeah, Fred.
0: Whoa, that's not what I Googled, like, what's Fritz's name, or I was like, not Fred. Well, frederick i guess yeah fritz is a cool name cool name all-star in 19 uh 70 dude was living the life man
2: fritz I've, peterson i've got something, I've got something that's going to be fun for me what's that so i've i've, I've clicked on this cause, so dude this guy's an all-star he's uh he he's he's the james paxton of his time and so like I don't know. Picture this story went on, and I mean, I'm looking at the people: Harmon Killebrew, Frank Howard, Frank Robinson, Hank Aaron, like this guy Willie Mays. This guy was in the All-Star game with these guys, and so yeah. Picture if James Paxton tweeted tomorrow that him, 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 and one of his teammates are going to switch wives. That's it's big. That's nuts.
0: It's big. Look at the picture I just sent you. That's Fritz Peterson with both women in the story. You try to guess which one is which. Don't look. So it's I, I, fr- I
2: don't it's think Fritz I can Pe- see it because I'm in I'm on my phone.
0: Ah shit! It's Fritz Peterson in his Yankee uniform, standing on the outfield grass with his wife and then his future wife. He's got his arm around them both. I mean, Fritz Peterson seems like the man, while also seeming like a bad father to his two sons
2: yeah he made a play (laughs) all right that's the end of this
0: episode of talking yanks some voicemails some funny stories i have some more little stories lined up not all like this more like kind of just baseball related this is fucking wild because they traded lives is all traded lives yeah very odd but that's the end of this thank you guys very much for listening Remember to leave voicemails. Uh next episode's gonna be on Thursday. We're gonna record Wednesday. We'll leave voicemails 908-845-5792. Nine oh eight eight four not fucking five seven nine two. My bad. You Hard know. F. Hard I, I get mad at myself when I don't remember things that I want to remember. Right. All right. Thank you, everyone, that called in and being part of the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Leave a uh, review, five stars, subscribe. If you listen a lot, subscribe. I found out that some people listen a lot but aren't subscribed. Really? And it's like, but just subscribe because that helps us. See you, guys. Go, Yanks. Go, Yanks. Go, Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go,
1: Yankees.